Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. When you're working with two and a half inches, you never get ED. <laughs> so that's from the knee. You're just ready to go. You're just happy to have it somewhere warm. Yeah. Dan took a Viagra one time, got a stiff neck. <laughs> now that is how you start a friday podcast with news and dubs on footy prime the podcast how's it going apparently really well you all good yeah i think we're more self-deprecating than normal yeah one is there that's one and jimmy's here i'm sham there's no craig yet speaking of uh, ed so he'll show up (laughs) at some point where is he (laughs) don't know maybe he's cleaning himself for the cats He's in a really murky, murky bath. <laughs> oh. The best part about this show is the inside jokes that are just so vulgar and vile mm-hmm. that they can't, they, they barely make it to the dark web. But we're happy to like just regurgitate them on the actual podcast itself. Craig will join us soon, as will special guest today. Another fiery redhead. No? Oh, come on, Amy, come on. you're strawberry, you're a red. Like, what? Kind of. No. You'll see when Claire comes on. Be like, that is a redhead. Are you strawberry? Oh. Strawberry blonde? Is that what you are? Am I? Yeah, oh, there it is. Look how red that is. Look at it. <laughs> it's not. Fix the Cla- filter that you're using. <laughs> Claire Rustad will, will join us. Do you, is, is, it, is Claire Rustad or Rustad? Rustad. That's what I thought. That's what I've called. I usually get these things wrong, as you know, but I've always called Claire Claire Rustad. So now I'm happy. Okay, good. She'll join us, and we'll get some great stories about just just what kind of teammate Amy Walsh was. Ooh. The national setup. That'll be interesting. I'd like to hear. We'll let them riff too about I don't know medical stuff and core strength and 
instability we'll, and injuries and that kind of stuff too. Yeah, but we'll let Jimmy take the lead first, and then yeah. we, can jump, we can jump in. Can you break Not down the mechanics of the female hip? I am so educated right now on this and women's football and everything about it. I can talk for days about this. I feel like it, you know, the, the Brennan brothers could have used a sister, I think, is what we're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would be one strong woman, wouldn't she? Eh? Jesus. Oh, yeah. In that group. Wow. Um, okay. Before Claire joins us, though, lots to get to um, in about, what, nine minutes. Um, we'll get to our footy picks and what to watch for the brand new segment, which debuted last week, apparently, in my absence, but I like it. Oh, yeah, I haven't prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but there was some, some news last night. Ronaldo back at Portugal, and, and we questioned, well, I questioned why he'd be selected by Roberto Martinez, and he scores two goals, and that's why he was recalled by Roberto Martinez. Um, more records being smashed by CR7. Messi, first game since the World Cup for Argentina. Quite the party down there, eh? It's just like, it is pure Beatles rock star love for that World Cup winning team and specifically Leo Messi. He scores a free kick, 800th of his career. And meanwhile, in the Stadio Armando Maradona, England beat Italy in Euro qualifying. Harry Kane scores. He's now England's all-time leading scorer as well. Um, out of those three stories, Jimmy, which one uh, do you want to pounce on? Uh, I don't know. Well, obviously, Ronaldo's a big one because I think a lot of people thought that he wasn't coming back or wasn't going to get selected, and obviously he did. And it just goes to show you that he's still still going. And obviously, you talked about the, the Saudi league and how shit it was. And he comes back on international duty and still scores goals. That's what hey, the man does best. He can score anywhere. It was Liechtenstein, in fairness. Yeah. So what are you saying? Liechtenstein's worse than the Saudi league? Well, I don't know. I haven't watched <laughs> much Liechtenstein club football, to be honest with you. I was asked Craig Forrest who just joins us. Hey, Craig, break down the Liechtenstein Premier League. <laughs> I can't not, believe the system that they played. It's not called the Premier League. What's it called? Prima division. Pre, is it Prima division? No. You have no idea, do you? No idea. <laughs> you guys are buying it, though, aren't you? I was like, oh, that's not bad. Big man's clued in here. I thought yeah. Liechtenstein is what Craig's cats do when they're being really acrobatic with their cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amy, do me a favor. Watch yeah. your microphone. You keep hitting oh, the, the sorry. one. That yeah, I know you're finicky, but sorry, Craig, I ruined your joke because the Liechtenstein really played, Amy. All right, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my Liechtenstein wow. alone. Were you impressed with Ronaldo, Messi, or Harry Kane? I think Harry Kane, but I'll just go to Ronaldo for a second. So I think he keeps setting records, right? So you see, like, surprise, he gets called back into international duty, even though maybe he's toiling away, not really in a relevant league in Saudi Arabia. But so I think he becomes the first man to score in 20 consecutive years, which is ridiculous. 20 consecutive calendar years. But the all-time record still belongs to Arsinki. Ah. What's the, oh, yeah, yeah, as far as all-time goals. Yeah, right. 23 consecutive calendar years. 
Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. And how many caps yeah. for Because Ronaldo beat the men's cap record, right? 180, is it nine? I think it is now. Around there. Wow. And Sinky has, it's over 300, isn't it? Yes, I yeah. think 315-ish. Yeah. yeah. Around there. But yeah, but I'll come back to Harry Kane because his debut eight years ago, he's got 81 caps and that was his 54th goal, right? To break the record. So that's an incredible strike rate internationally. Um, I don't know how that compares to, I mean, any, anybody else like Messi or something like that. But, uh, but then also Gareth Southgate as, as a manager, he comes along around the same time as, as Harry Kane and that's his 50th win. As, as manager for England so you can talk about lack of success and and things like that in, in in big tournaments and world cups but I think that's that's pretty impressive so I think Harry Kane and again lack of trophies at the club level as well but yeah I don't think you can't really deny what he, what he's done in terms of consistency with his strike rate and the ability to score goals. Craig remember when we when I first came to Sportsnet it was around when I first came to Sportsnet. And one of the big storylines internationally and club-wise was Harry Kane. When will he get his chance for Spurs? He's being you know, patrolled out during the Europa League games, right? But not too many Premier League games. And remember you and I and Jerry having conversations saying, this kid's amazing. Like, when will they give him a chance? Yeah, Fast I do. eight, nine years and look what he's done. Yeah, I do remember that really well. Yeah, he was getting these Europa games and he was playing really well this new kid everybody was watching him and we had Europa right so we had it was one of the talking points because we were doing a bunch of eastern european teams that we didn't know an awful lot about but we had it all along when you say that we, had, we knew nothing about <laughs> we just pray for some kind of controversy and it would always happen something awful would happen in the stands or remember the time that swastika was stained onto the pitch yeah. And there'd be like delays and games being cancelled, and we need to fill and fill and fill about you know some Eastern European team once again being yeah. being sanctioned by UEFA, you know, a five thousand dollar fan for anti-Semitism. <laughs> like, oh Christ, here we go. Yeah. I just like listening to you guys trying to pronounce their names. <laughs> you just have to own it, Jimmy. Right? That's the thing. Even though you know that you're pronouncing it wrong, you own it. It's like, oh, that's Cincy. She's just something special. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's the, gonna buy it the best is that it's been over her entire career right and, and no one mentioned it until you i know if i probably interviewed her and called her since to her face <laughs> so embarrassing and, and for Christine, you yeah it is now <laughs> but yeah. she could have said hey listen idiot it's sinky i would have if i'd been around oh i know you would have yeah <laughs> thank god that, that our careers didn't quite jive there you know I think but, I, I, but now, I may have, maybe towards the end of your, I may have interviewed you at some point. It's possible. That was I really began, memorable, apparently. I, yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I started interviewing Canadian players like in 2000. So probably. So I played for nine more years. Yeah. And you were probably one of the people they always stuck in front of a microphone, right? Because, oh, Amy will talk. Not really. Not okay. with five goals and 102 caps. <laughs> Who wants to interview the defensive midfielder? 102 caps is pretty about? impressive. Come on, so Greg I... Forrest. How many times did you interview me? Oh, so many times. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I just remember you and Jerry standing next to the field and any wayward ball, I'd try to peg you guys with it. <laughs> I could just picture Amy just trying to get your attention. Guys, guys. 
I'll do I'll interview. Yeah, because yeah, because subtlety is my forte, right? <laughs> I I have to say this: How dark are the closets in your house, Amy? What do you have stowed away in those those closets? They're skeletons and no, that dead not people. Much. No, no? All, all of, I'm just wondering. But I I don't uh, get it. Well, you you're trying to ping people on the sidelines with like you've got some Just inner for uh, angst. Oh, no, funsies! It's no, it's not angst at all. Oh, Any guys, angst, and you guys keep pegging me. I think it was a couple podcasts ago. Is as the as the person with like not like the loose handle, but with with I, anger. I think issues, it was right? loose handle. Was it? Yeah. 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 Loose cannon. Loose cannon. stuffed in there. Yeah. No, but it was just really on field. Like, I don't know if I told this story on, on, on here before, but I had a friend in high school who had seen me play. And then I went back to their house and, and met the parents. And they thought that I was two different people. <laughs> because really? my Yeah, because like my aura and energy and on the field was entirely different from my personality off the field. Was it when you crossed the lines, or was it when the whistle was blown? Was it what? When was it that you switched? Yeah, I guess it was. It wasn't anything that I really had to assume. It was just a, a switch that got flipped as soon as I was competing and playing. Were you I'm aware sure of you that? can. You can. T- we can. We'll talk to Claire about it. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Good. Yeah, I was. Yes, yeah, so I, I had fun on the field, but like extremely, extremely competitive. And also so slightly were you angry. aware of that though? Like, were you aware of like, man, I'm not a nice person right now. It's very out of character. No, but it was in character for, for me pitch. as a player, right? Yeah, yeah. But, not, but not the true, the true Amy. The true Amy off the pitch was a nice person. Yeah. Nice-ish, nice-ish. Let's go. Yeah. No, I mean, I think nice. <laughs> we'll ask Claire what she thinks. <laughs> it's I got a signed jersey, I think, with Amy's... Uh... Autograph on it. Oh, yeah, where is it? Is it worth less now than before it was signed? I'll have to go get it. I'll have to find it because you know, I think your autograph is recognizable if I remember right. Do you sign it with number 13? Mm-hmm. Nice. You got to do that, right? If you're an athlete, you have to do that. Yeah. I'm not having so. these athletes who don't sign with their numbers. No, even now, like I, I had the thought, you know, where I would like kids, if I, if I go talk to, to schools or, or teams and then they'll ask for your autograph. And then I remember the first time that I did that and I'd been retired for a few years, I went, should I still put my number? But I still did. You still should. What, was your, what was your signature? Like, did you do like Amy and block letters and then number 13? Block letter? It was an X. I'm devoid of personality. What are what are we getting at here? You guys are jerks. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Yes, yes, you are. I've got a Jimmy Brennan signature autograph somewhere. I think on a picture uh, or something stowed away somewhere. That's probably given. So sure, so I wouldn't have paid for it. <laughs> it's worth. Oh, he's got it. Craig's found, found it. it. Found no it. way. He's is that match one? I hope not. <laughs> so, Craig, explain. Do you remember how you got that? You know what? There's every number on there except for 13. Oh, there it is. Oh, no. Sophie Schmidt. 
<laughs> no way. Oh, Amy. Dick Oops. move, Forrest. Dick move. <laughs> he knew it. Moved. Like, oh, let me pretend to get this shirt. <laughs> Just conveniently found it. <laughs> Was that the oh, shirt yeah. you were given by the team, Craig? And yeah, the Wilkinson team. on there, and Jesse Fleming, and mm. oh. Craig, yeah, Jesse wasn't even born by the time Dubs retired. <laughs> well, it's not far off, though, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> was that so, Craig? Was that the one you were given when you and Jerry called the last game? Maybe. Yeah, but I thought Amy was there maybe for that. I thought Amy was there maybe for that. Were you, were you in California at the uh, Home Depot Center at near the end of our? Contract. I think so. Well, when was the end of your contract? Oh fuck, fifty years ago. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember you guys being there. We are in California um, for Concacaf. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck? Where the he's rooting party? around. He's gonna rummage around for another. He just leaves. Another he leaves. walks away. <laughs> he's like the. He's hey, like Craig, that. you know What's this that? is a podcast. He's, what's that goldfish or that fish called in Finding Dora or fi whatever? Find, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Finding Nemo. It's Dory, it's, right? It's Dora. Craig is our Dora. No, just wandered away. Dory. Dory. Although Dory. Dora the Explorer kind of works yeah. out too, right? He's yeah, like yes. apartment. It yes. could be both. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, <spider. laughs> He's still rooting around for stuff. I got a, I got a ball sign by. By you guys and I, that's why you're on there you couldn't you're not on there because you it wasn't all that big yeah, please sign really of, small yeah a bit of a hairy situation oh, oh, wow. so wrong maybe it was from the jar though on the mental piece that one <laughs> We should bring our guest on now, shouldn't we? Sure. Because this is be this is going down a pathway right now. So we've got to bring our, our guest on. An old crony of dubs. Um it's Claire oh, Ruster. Hey Claire. Oh hi guys. Claire, so <laughs> no, I was like, do I have time to get another coffee or what? Yeah, go ahead. Just leave <laughs> whenever you want, out. like Craig. I might. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Craig's ball if that's okay. What? No, you, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I get enough okay. of that in my team job. <laughs> I think you might have signed it as well. I don't know what you're talking about. I might about. have. <laughs> I'll go find it. it. <laughs> Dr. Claire Rustad, we should call, us, call you. you um, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, listen, before yes. we get into you know, interesting stuff, um, can you describe to us Amy Walsh? off the pitch compared to Amy Walsh on the pitch. Yeah, like I have scars, <laughs> physical scars. You were teammates though. Yeah, that we trained together. It doesn't mean it was just isolated to games. Also, why do women have to be nice during games? Like, what is it with that? We don't have to be nice. I wasn't particularly nice. Jimmy was. Um, no, not neither of us. I don't think we're particularly nice on the field. And I don't, we, there's no expectation for us to be nice on the field. Um, yeah, no, I think everybody had a different on-field persona compared to off-field. Um, I was uh, a bit younger, not that much younger, but like a bit younger and like came 
into the team and then came out of the team. And I was terrified of Amy when I first came into the team, <laughs> like terrified. And she was like, she was like, I mean, I'm like, I'm 5'10", so she's shorter than me, but would beat me to the ball in the air. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to survive on this team. Um, yeah, so no, I have scars and that's okay. That's that's part of playing the game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember I could I could wind you up pretty easy, though. You but... really could. Yeah, most people. Yeah, yeah we played I... like the small sided games. Yeah. And I am somebody outside the field who's fair and just and wants yes. things to be right. But then on the field, I was going to do everything in my yes. power to like swing it in my favor. So we play these small sided games and the coaches would be on the outside, like throwing the balls back in. And it would clearly go off of me. I'd be like, yep, yep, red, 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 red. And I'd be like, no, no. There are like, Just give me the ball. Give me the ball. I learned that from you because I started doing that later in my career. You have to. I fully learned that from you. Um, One thing in the women's game that hasn't really snuck in, you might cheat on throw-ins, but you don't really, you don't embellish fouls. You don't see that in the women's game. Yeah, because that's stupid. <laughs> Why do dudes do that? Well, don't I, I, I never oh, and we're that. the emotional ones. We're so <laughs> emotional. I, I haven't taken a dive ever. Well, maybe one. Well, I hope, I hope you did. You're a freaking goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that kind of you dive. should start going through footage because I bet you did. I mean, come on. But what about right. the come to No striker, no striker, like, brushed by you on a corner and you went down clutching your toe. Like, come on. Mm. Well. Okay. I would love to see the big <laughs> There that. it is. Referees treat do the referees treat goalkeepers with little kid gloves. Yeah. Well, in CONCACAF, definitely if you got if you dropped it. I did do that at Azteca once. It was totally my fault. Totally <laughs> my fault. And I kind of just flopped a little bit and they gave a foul. I was like amazed. Still lost. That's, that's, right. right. that's why. But Craig was, was the original CONCACAFer. It's a good point though, right, Claire? Amy, I mean, so so parts of the world and CONCACAF in particular, Central America, <clears throat> excuse me. Central America as well, obviously. Diving and embellishing is considered part of the men's game, right? It's part of gamesmanship. That's how they explain it. If you can con the referee, good for you. But why isn't that even in the women's game down there, right? If it's part of the culture of the sport, why don't the women embrace that culture? Is that for me or is that for Amy? Or is Either that both one. of us going to be like, yeah. I don't know, because we're rational human beings? Um, <laughs> hammering the men in this one. I like that. Yeah, you wait, you, I mean, hey, that the point? I thought that's why I was brought on. What's the matter with a little dive here and there? I thought that's why I was brought on. Well, I'm mean, okay. That it's not like that doesn't exist in the women's game. Um, yeah. diving yeah, and you do, happens. And you do see it in South diving America, happens all the time. You see it in Concacaf. You see it yeah. in women as well. But I would argue the fifth, like the 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 play acting on the ground is significantly less. Although I think with adding like the real time added time now has I saw I thought that significantly decreased it in the World Cup, the men's World Cup. Um, and like there's no point to doing it anymore. You, you they used to do it to waste time, but there's no point in doing it anymore because you're going to get 11 minutes added onto the end of the half. So. Um, I was actually kind of happy that they made that change. It made it just makes the game flow a little bit better. And but why it why it doesn't I don't I honestly don't know if I have a great answer for that question. We'll throw that it over to Amy. She's the pro here. Amy was the one who would Amy was the one who would result in people being on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I don't know. Even yeah. late challenges. I'm a really I good find. guest. I have no answers to questions. <laughs> you fit <failed> in perfectly. <laughs> Didn't you find <laughs> late, late challenges as well? Um, even the referees are like, oh, that was that was just that was a mistake almost. You know, I, I find that the referees are a little bit like, well, hold on a minute. She just kicked like she was late by five minutes. And it's like, oh no, it's just a foul. Like, really? Because okay. I got two yellow cards in one game once and didn't get sent off. Really? Yeah. And remember, it was that was that tournament in in Mazatlan where they made us play on a baseball pitch at 50 degrees at noon. Were you there for that? Where was it again? It was in Mazatlan in Mexico. And I don't think I was there. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was a senior team. It was a senior because Ian Bridge came up to me afterwards. He's like, "Did you know you got that second yellow?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, the referee gave you a second yellow as you were running away." And I was like, "But I had a yellow earlier in the game." And he's like, and "I just kept playing." <laughs> That's yeah. tremendous. Yeah. No. Um, I, in, in no. Situations, I, what's so that? When, when you know you you've been given two yellows, right? Or the coach i didn't know though oh you didn't so you had no idea i mean i had no idea i just kept playing and then ian was like yeah you definitely got two yellows did you feel guilty afterwards no no (laughs) No. you do want to con the referee when you get a chance it's not my fault you didn't write my number down right i'm a 510 redhead come on (laughs) there aren't a lot of us out there well there's two of you Oh, come on. Claire, look. Can we get Very my much. hair next to Claire's hair? I'm, I'm even not remotely a redhead. She doesn't come to any of the meetings. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. strawberry. There's strawberry in there. Yeah, my and it's funny. My my I'm no, I'm a strawberry blonde. There's the strawberry blonde. My nephew's a flaming redhead and it's glorious. <laughs> a flaming redhead. Flaming redhead. Like just his head looks like it's on fire. And he speaks French. He looks at me like I'm a total idiot. <laughs> What's this lady talking about? But you're right about not being able to fly under the radar. You know who the best was at that? Was Diana. Diana Matheson. Oh, for sure. She would just be like, in and out. <laughs> she'd be in and out, but then she'd also be in the referee's ear. Yeah, like the play would be somewhere else, and she'd be jogging next to the to the ref and right. and, and chattering in his or her ear, and just being like, "Give me a yellow, give me a yellow, give me a yellow." Like I'm talking to you, like why don't you give me a yellow? And the ref would be like, "Like what? What, what do you do? Like what are you talking who's about? talking?" Yeah, <laughs> and then all of, all of a sudden the tide would start to shift. Like she could really exert her influence there with with yeah. the referee, just just talking and and kind of like a little destabilizing force in the middle of the park. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you were talking about like the the small sided game thing, I mean, there was a thing that went around on Twitter recently about like who would be your your top four and four v four. Yes, I remember that. And and it's not always like you don't always need like the big name goal scorers. You need the people who are going to take the ball even though it went off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need people like Andrea Neal who like who was. I mean, fierce would be the word for it, I think, mm-hmm. right? And hardworking and people like Carl Lang. Like that, that was my, my, my four. I was like, do I have to be on it? Like maybe I can coach. But, um, but yeah, like you guys and, and then in Cara, cause, cause you need in that, those small sided games, you need people who are willing to like play with the gamesmanship and mm-hmm. lose a tooth. Yep. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Andy's um, elbows, fucking yes. sharp, man. Holy there was there's a great there's an epic uh replay oh i don't even remember which game this was but sydney parlow was playing like so it was that far back 
And, and she was, I think she's like six feet tall, but so she, and she, and she was marking around a corner or something. And they were just having like a, a just an all out brawl to get to a ball. And <laughs> Andy goes down at, at the end of it, sort of like falls backwards. And she had her hand in Parlo's oh. hair and you just see her let go. And this like tuft of hair. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Like this handful of Parlo's hair just floats off in the breeze. Like this, yeah. tu- this tumbleweed. That came this just, exactly. I remember it. And so yeah, women are so looked. nice on the field. We're so nice. <laughs> it does seem though that that era of, of Canadian women's soccer, though, it was just stacked with talent. Like talent, but also like characters. Like you, yeah. you seem to really like each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like a little anxiety disorder wrapped up in a 17 year old when I started. So I probably didn't do the best job of making friends, but just like, like looking back objectively is the, 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 when I started playing, I mean like Charmaine Hooper was playing then and Silvana Bertini, love Silvana. Silvana Bertini was playing then. And like Cara was just starting and was like 15 and, and (laughs) she put a slug on Charmaine Hooper's, door handle once and Charmaine lost her mind about it anyway sorry uh <laughs> that's when that's when we were in France we yeah so much time we were at a hotel out in the middle of nowhere totally in the middle of nowhere yeah. and it, I remember we went did we did we actually drive through Paris but we like drove by we're like Eiffel Tower yeah we <laughs> that had, was about we all had we like saw. half a day to do all of the sightseeing that we could in yeah. France yeah like, but- just like super abbreviated yeah, but like you're right, there were a lot of just really genuinely like fun characters, and um, yeah, it was it was it was it was genuinely like a really when I look back objectively and I get my head out of my own head. Um, so I was the type of player who like at that age in particular, like one bad pass and like my camp was done. And um, but when you kind of like step back from that and look at the just the funny things that happened and 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 the characters that were there, it really, it really was. I mean, I, I'm sure it's still like that. I just I'm far removed from it, and I have been for a while. But um, particularly at that time, as a as a relative, like well, relative teenager, I was a teenager. But as a teenager coming to the team at that time, it was it was a trip. You, you mentioned Kara there, and I, I do wonder. Um... Had Cara. her knee, Cara, sorry, Cara. <laughs> there we go. Charmin. Also, my first mispronunciation. Calling nobody her. calls her Cincy. That? I don't understand how you got away with that. Like we were together in 2015, man. Well, I, we, please educate me. I'm I'm a big enough man to be. We saying, just you, did. You, you're wrong. I know, but I'm like, how do you not watch? Like, do you not watch TV? No. Okay. No. Did you not watch the women's team play? No, Are I, you admitting that right now? To my death, happening? I will argue that I have heard other people call Sinky Cincy. You have not. I, I, have, yeah, I mean, have. come on. 100%. Nobody. 100%. Shirking responsibility. Name, you name mean... one person that said that. Um, Dan Wong. I feel Wong. like this is like a medical problem. <laughs> yes, Wong. it might be crazy. <laughs> I've got an awful stutter. Hamez Charmant. Explain to us why this keeps happening. I can always just blame my accent too, right? You know, in most pronunciations. Well, maybe not Sinky Sinsi, but Kara, Kara, I can. You were taught Kara. Kara. She had it on her water bottle. C-A-R hyphen A-H. Okay, so I'm not the only person to call her the wrong. No, it happened all the time. 
But it happened repetitively, which was the annoying thing, despite us saying it very forcefully. But my point with Kara is had her knees stayed together and not blown up, will we still, will we be talking about her like we talk about Sinky? Yes, I think so. Yeah. 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 She was that good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yes, I know. I, I, she, she'd still be playing as I kind of the mm-hmm. feeling that I've always had. Well, yeah, of course she would. She's younger than. She's a year younger than Sink, I think. She's no, she's more too. than that. She's, she's four. Fit. I think she's four years younger than me. So she's, she's what, 35, something like that. Like, she, I think she'd still be playing. Um, yeah. I mean, she was probably like the, I, I, I think of anybody I ever played with, like the strongest person I've ever played against, like by a large margin and, and without even like as a teenager, without even, you know, um, any significant amount of weight training or anything like that, just naturally the strongest player and, and one of the most like fierce and aggressive players I ever played against. And, um, and just, and, and had that mindset that I think that the current team struggles with um in in the attacking third of of like always wanting to take somebody on always and and always trying to turn players and always trying to have a go and um and and that that's like the mindset i keep harping on with the with the current team is that i just don't see that and um Mm -hmm. and it was players like cara who brought that cara and uh have it on the tip of my tongue the other day was another player that well, Katie Thorlickson was like that too. Um, within a brief period of time, she was. I mean, I, I didn't actually play with her at the senior level. I played with her at the youth level, but but looking to looking always looking to take players. Oh no, uh, Melissa Tancredi. Yeah, that was the other player I was thinking of. Okay. Um, uh, but always looking to turn players, always looking to take players on, and always looking to have a go. And that and that that's the thing that I think like the current team. I mean, they they play the ball around so much better than we did, and and it's just a different style now. But they, and, which is great. Um, but I think I think there's there's a comfort to that, and 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 when challenged or up against better teams, they kind of revert to like, okay, well we'll just like pass the ball back and keep possession, which is like you know that's fine. There's a time and place for that, but there has to be a purpose. And Kara always brought that purpose, and. Um, and she all she there was just a, like a drive to go forward. And, yeah, and yeah. I and I think you're you're comparing it to what's happening now with with our current crop of women's national team players, and we you do have that poacher instinct in an Evelyn Vien, mm-hmm. but is is she a true one v one force the way that Cara mm-hmm. was? I don't I don't think so. So no. you know we were robbed of that as fans, and then the, the team I think was robbed of what could have been sort of prolific production and and somebody to support christine right yeah. which she hasn't really had she's had to kind of sort of go it alone janine i think in in recent times has been that support but i think that that 1v1 mentality i don't know if you see it less in the women's game than the men's game i, I think that's probably a a lazy argument to make or a lazy comparison but i think i like coaching kids or seeing young kids play um you always want to be able to take down the level of aggression and um, that being able to hop on the field and just be ready to go. And then to, to have to dial it down as a coach is an easier task than to have to imbue it into a kid who doesn't have it. And I think you can take that same argument and apply it to the willingness to go one V one. And maybe it's a little bit too selfish. I'm using air quotes, but you want to, if you can maybe add a layer of sophistication 
to that sort of instinctive ability to get to the net, the, 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 the want to take a player on. And then you, you complement that with a team who's more sophisticated tactically and technically. I think we, we, we really didn't ever see that with Cara. So I think now you look at that depth in the attack that our women's team has, and then minus Janine now, you're really missing that, that element to you know, sort of have that world-class striker that can just take players on with, with pace and aggression. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Jimmy, as, as a coach, I mean, is, that, is it coachable or is that just something that's in you, that, that confidence, that swagger? to go one-on-one to beat someone i mean i really it, thought he wasn't going to answer there no. <laughs> i was like can he hear you yeah, no, or cut out <laughs> is he still there is the screen frozen <laughs> yeah no i think look I, i've worked with players in the past where who had all the attributes to be a player like that and the number of times where you would you kept on saying like as soon as you're one-on-one, take them on, take them on, take them on. Some mm. players just naturally have that and want to do it. And others, they have it, but they just they just can't get it out of them. And so for the most part, no, I think it's, it's already in you. If you've got that drive and you want to take players on, I mean, it's a dream for a coach because that's what you want. You want players, especially in the final third, to be creative, express yourself, go take players on. That's where you can do it. But, you know, if a, if a player doesn't want to do it, you you can't force them. Well, and I, I actually had a player. I actually worked with one player that had so much pace and wasn't, wasn't great with the ball at his feet, but he wanted to try little tricks and do things. And, and I was begging him just to take players on, knock it past them and go. And he just wouldn't do it. And I had to get rid of him in the end. I mean, I was a player who always wanted to be that player, Yeah, but I just, that, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to, but I like it, you could have coached me to death and I probably, I still wouldn't have. Um, I mean, I was very aware of my speed limitations. Um, and I just was a better distributor of the ball than I was a dribbler and was kind of aware of that, but it was something I always wish I had. Every time I watched car play, I was just like, man, I want that. (laughs) You you, were the opposite. You had the, uh, the mentality and the confidence, just not the, I didn't I, I wouldn't, I had the mentality. I'm not sure I had the confidence. Right. That that part I um I, I I certainly as a younger player I I didn't I didn't yeah. have that. It's like the opposite of Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know you know what it is yeah. too. Like, you know with that with with the confidence to take players on and be expressive. That's that's inside you. And what happens is a lot of players if they take a defender on they lose the ball. Then they kind of go in a shell a little bit. And then if they try it again they lose that again. Then it's a it's a mind game. Then, then they're gone. And then what ends up happening, they tend to play safe. And they don't want to do it again because they feel like they've lost it. But then the player that's really confident, confident will take that defender on four, five, six times and maybe lose it four times, but he still keep going. And that's – it's mentality. Can you coach yeah. that mentality? I don't think so. I think it's either you got it or you don't have it. Do you, do you think that, that, that that's a bias in, in, the, in the game in terms of coaches, coaching women versus coaching men or young girls versus young boys, that it's encouraged more for young boys to, to be expressive, to, to make mistakes or to not be afraid to make mistakes and to take players 1v1, whereas coaching girls, 
it's more of a team approach and no, like you, you've taken that player on two or three times now, even that if that's on, I need you to look for the pass now. Do you think that we're still seeing that bias? Uh, I don't think so. I think when I watch women's game, especially international level, there's a lot of players that express themselves. Absolutely, there is. But oh, I mean, yeah. that's that's down to the. It is down to the coaches at the younger younger levels. Yeah, I'm talking play, more group, you know, grassroots you know, stuff. Grassroots, yeah, that's down to the coaches to allow players to express themselves, not be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can't be well, afraid to make mistakes. And I think I wonder if that's actually more regional than it is gender based, because I think. Um, you know, watching the Euro, the women's Euros, um, I'd agree with Jimmy, like the, it was phenomenal to watch. And there were lots of players willing to take them on the final third. And um, I mean, part of that is a very uh, structured development process. Part of that is a professional environment um, that has taken off over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, there's a lot of brand recognition that comes with clubs and, and there's a lot of, um, infrastructure that exists there that just doesn't quite exist here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, there's, there are some advantages in that environment to creating a good and professional environment for women to play in. Um, and, and, uh, so I, I wonder if there's more, more kind of a regional aspect, right? I mean, we're still trying to figure out how to do that here and with some very, you know, real geographical limitations and some real administrative and governance limitations. And, um, so I, yeah, it's, it's, I, I do think there's probably a regional component to that because I, I, um, you're right. Like the, the, the women's games just taken off in, in Europe and, um, now everyone's torn their ACL and the world cup's going to be super fun. Um, <laughs> and everyone's all like, Oh, they've already done the research. And I'm like, still tearing their ACLs. Mm-hmm. Still happening. Still happening to what? 80. So I, th- I think I counted like eight or nine of the top 10 teams have lost um, at least one of their headliners um, in the last year or two. So anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's well, one thing to of kind that, of yeah. Go speaking crazy. of that, Claire, I mean, is there a specific way that women can train to be able to reduce the ACL injuries? Because we know that they're what are they three to one to men? Uh, is this, is there something that they can do in training, or is it just genetics? I mean, they're ballpark two to eight times more likely to. I think it's something like that. I've even to, read two to ten times in yeah. sport. Wow. Yeah. And um, I can see that. Yes, there's been a lot of I I mean, I think it it's sort of like I mean, I know there's a lot of people who are putting a lot of energy into into researching it and and really kind of trying to figure it out. But I, I mean, I feel like the summary that gets put out is women are at higher risk and then like be stronger and eat better. And I'm like, okay, um. And I mean, I remember in like in university when I was in university, so mm. my senior year, I think, so 2004, and we were all got, you know, we were all made to do this like ACL prevention warm up, and two people tore their ACLs that year. Um, so uh, not during warm up, but <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I don't I don't think there's any. I think first of all, it's very multifactorial, right? I don't mm-hmm. think it's just. Um, you know, a small anatomic quirk that, that results in it. I think there's a lot that goes into it and, and, um, and, 
and I, I just, I just really feel like if, if, you know, if they, if research had been done showing that men were at higher risk and men continued to tear ACLs at alarming rates, particular like big name guys, um, this would be a, like a massive thing that there would be like ongoing efforts put into trying to figure it out. Not just FIFA did some research in 2017 and produced a document. Like mm-hmm. um, it just feels like there's such a gender disparity here and and such a um, just sort of like a, a, a kind of like hands up um, approach to it. And but, but Claire, say what you said in your tweet where you said FIFA would would do what in the Alps again? They would open a research center in the Alps with unlimited funding. That's what yeah. they would do. <laughs> and, and really good cute. coffee. <laughs> yeah, we're joking about it, but it, it exists. So there's not just yeah. the biology anatomy differences. It's the differences yeah. in the Facilities. socio-environmental context, right? Yeah. So what's happening yeah. in the way of funding, what's happening in the way of training, competition, st- strength programs. But then the studies that all of these um, you know, that the performance based training is based on is all is all been done on men. So yeah. that's when when I'm talking about research. And all these men are adding me with the uh, with the recurrent research done on. Oh ACL my God, that's my favorite. I'm yes, like, just thanks, just, stop, just stop doing thanks it. For yeah, doing I'm a aware of the research. <laughs> but where it hasn't kept pace is um, the fe- the understanding of the female physiology um mm. in sports it's there's not enough research done on that and the inherent differences in physiology then with the growth of the game and the professionalization of the game that's where the lag is that's where the gender gap exists not just in the money but yeah. in those studies so the studies have to catch up so that you can take into account the differences in, in physiologies and, and menstrual cycle and the, the laxity in our ligaments. Oh, you guys are allowed to talk about periods on this podcast? We've done it. Yeah, we've done oh, yeah. it. No. We learned oh, yeah. all about it. Is the yeah, Diva Cup your sponsor? <laughs> you know what? The Diva Cup should be our sponsor. Dude, Diva Cup should we be like my raise it above our heads and stuff and celebrate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, isn't that the name of a championship? The She Believes Cup should actually a way better name yeah. would be the Diva Cup. Oh, the really small <laughs> ones <laughs> holding their little but, fingers up. Everyone goes like this. It'd be like the ashes in cricket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was tiny urn. And then the, the, ta- the tagline can be shedding misconceptions. Oh my oh, god. Well done, Amy Walsh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Longer trademark it. I think we're, we're all about period humor on this show. Well, I'm glad you all know where the cervix is. Um, yep. Right. No, so Jimmy, yeah. to well, I can draw pictures. In your ear, please, please draw uh, a picture. Uh, you got a whiteboard. You got a whiteboard. <laughs> the number of times I use Google Images in my office to show people where certain things are—it's a dangerous game, man. Google Images, dangerous game. Um, but back to like the research side of things. So, 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 but the funding part is key for that. Right. So, I mean, research as a profession in any kind of any corner of medicine is generally not the most, um, well paid and the money doesn't come from nowhere. You have to have, you have to have funding in order for, for adequate and well-designed studies to be made because Mm -hmm. the people who do that stuff have to be paid in some capacity, uh, it's not a volunteer game. 
And uh, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that was my kind of my point about the, the funding side of things is that, is that you, you really, there has to be, there has to be money in order for that work to be done. Yeah, that, that's a sad point, right? The reality is that, you know, there's research on men's ACL injuries, for example, because the commodities, which is what they are, they're worth so much money, yeah. right? The minute female women athletes in the WSL, wherever are study worth millions and millions of, of pounds, euros, dollars, you're going to start seeing that money filled down, right? That's the sad truth. Isn't One it? would hope. What, one, you know, be not confident. Look, look at look at look at Amy. Look at our faces. We're just like, sure, yeah, it's gonna, it's totally gonna happen. Yeah, but we, from a club standpoint, right? From a club we standpoint, we have hundreds of years would. of uh, of uh, of a gender pay gap to really feel like that's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I, I one one would hope that that would be the way that it would go. Yeah, but I, I think until I the I mean the reason I I I made the point about FIFA is like it's not going to happen until sort of the international governing body takes things seriously. Right. <laughs> and they barely take the women's world cup seriously. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and it really, it really still feels like that tournament feels like an afterthought. And, um, I mean, they had to move the first game cause they underestimated it. I mean, yeah. like you're, in a world cup in australia man every single person in that country is going to come out and watch australia play in the opening game and they're like oh forty thousand people like ninety thousand people went to the women's euro final are you kidding me mm-hmm. like it's this like consistent underestimation of the market and and um yeah so so i think until like the international governing body until fifa really starts to 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 take women's soccer as a whole seriously um then we'll start to potentially see that that sort of trickle down financially we're looking at some of the times of these these games um over here in canada for the world cup and they ain't great are they i mean we know this isn't australia for crying out loud right but <clears throat> new zealand norway 3 a.m there's 1 a.m's there's 9 p.m's they, they work out well um canada's first game against nigeria 10 30 p.m that's all right uh, that's Eastern, it, right? Yeah, Eastern. Clear, it's so, clear. So, clear. Sorry, sorry. Eastern. Fine. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, and then I think the second game against Australia is at 6 a.m. But I mean, is there, a, is there a concern just because of where it is and the time difference that the media won't jump on this tournament like they should? Well, I mean, I mean, the media will will do it, but it it's... A, hmm. You mean like globally? I mean, that you're... Let's, let's, let's focus right here at the moment, right? We saw what happened with the Men's World Cup. Time-wise, it, it made a lot of sense. You want to grow the women's sport. I'm kind of questioning, should it be where it is from a global standpoint? Just uh, to grow the sport. I mean, Australia deserve it 100%, right? They do. I, yeah. But, I think better Australia, New Zealand than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, they're, by the way, and they're they reconsidering finally, the, uh, the, uh, the tourism Saudi. Yeah, they dropped it, I think. That's off the table. Yeah. The, fact, yeah, the fact that it was even on the table to begin with just says it all really but yeah i mean i, I mean I, I guess there there's I, I, first of all i think there's no um there are there are a few markets that will respond like australia will respond to a uh world-class sporting event right and i think that mm. i think they already proved that in the ticket demand for australia's opener um, so from, uh, from an on-site viewership perspective, I don't think they'll have a problem. Um, and sure the times of the games are challenging, but I mean, then, 
then locally, I think um, games need to be replayed, like just replay them at humane hours. Um, and that's kind of a willingness to use up more, more broadcasting time. So I, 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 I don't know what'll happen. I don't, I think it, I think it's, it's, um, it should be a great environment on site. Um, and, uh, I mean, we've seen some, I think, I think it also depends on the degree of marketing that's put into it too. Right. And, and I think we've seen some women's world cups take place in Europe and have really poor viewership. So Germany, not that long ago and viewership wasn't great. Um, and, and, and I think a large part of that is just, I mean, the, 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 uh, the local marketing and just the, you know, now even just social media marketing, all of the, all of the, the, the pieces that go into increasing viewership and, and getting people up at three in the morning to watch games um, just isn't as focused on the women's side. I think you um, saw um, it though in Tokyo, yeah. right? You saw a willingness, um, I don't know about networks to prioritize the, the viewing, especially for, for the women's sports. Uh, that, the Olympic you know, certainly thought with with the viewers willing yeah. to, to get up and you know the women what did they get when our, our women's team won gold it was like 4.7 million viewers yeah. who watched them and I know that's a one-off that's just the for the gold medal game but I, I think there is a willingness now for people to, to follow these players to follow the teams and to be engaged even if the times don't line up but they're inconvenient yeah and and I mean we live in an era now where you can you can watch the game later. You know what I mean? You can watch it on. You can watch. It, 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 I don't. I don't necessarily. I, I don't think there's gonna be a ton of people who are gonna get up for every game um, that Canada doesn't play in in the World Cup. But you can watch them later. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is an option that exists now, right? I'm not old enough to think that I understand technology, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not young enough to think um, I understand technology. Whoops. I'm sure we're going to see uh, pretty soon a mass nationwide marketing campaign rolled out. And and everyone will know that the Women's World Cup is coming pretty soon. Because, you know, we we know we can trust in our governing body to to do that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Come on. I really really think that's going to happen (laughs) to the same degree that it did prior to the Men's World Cup. Hashtag sarcasm. Um, sarcastic. No, no, not at all. But there's also, the, the, there's does- also in Canada, the, we find that the Olympics in our culture is put up on a very high pedestal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but there'll only be a couple more, maybe a couple more rotations Olympics before the women will be underage tournament. At the most, two more. It's going to be like the men, maybe even under 20. I'm hearing, but it'll be underage. So men's under 23. Um, when that changes, and I think people in Canada generally would think, oh, yeah, it's bigger to win the Olympic Games than it would be the Women's World Cup. And it's like, no, no. And in fact, Olympic Games bring zero dollars into the association. So the only way to bring in prize money is through the World Cup. And it's really important that we do well in it. Yeah, but aside from the own the podium stuff, which our women has benefited from. But uh, but to your point, Craig, about that, like, I don't know if I'm if I'm being redundant, if I've told this story on this podcast before, but I saw Gabby Carl and Evelyn Vienne uh, over the holidays. We did a podcast together on on Radcan. What? What? Am I not? Yeah, it was a a one off, you guys. No, that was a one off. It'll never happen again. 
We're speaking we have, never, we have a team meeting. Exclusive. I didn't get like a ring or like a letter jacket to wear that says Footy Prime. We were Do never going steady. We were steady you want. back then. It's an open right. relationship. We all we oh, have God. jackets. We have jackets, <laughs> but they're all in forest cupboard. <laughs> they're, all, they're all puma. They're all and they're all covered with sharpie. Yeah, and cat hair. But Evelyn, Evelyn was saying that. So she's still in in Sweden and scoring bags of goals and a massive star, right? And I think it's just a matter of time before she she breaks out on the international scene, or at least that's the yeah. way I see it happening. Um, but she was saying that people still come up to her and like. Evelyn, like I watched you guys win gold and congratulations. Um, are you, how are you preparing for the next Olympics? So there's this yeah. disconnect, I think with, with yeah. casual fans, with people who watch the, who watch the team win gold, that they're not plugged in. They don't realize the extent to which, you know, club football is a thing that is professional and that the women's world cup is also a thing and how the, the cycles work, not the menstrual the- cycles, but the, the, I know the about cycles, those. right? No, you don't. Once no, every don't. four months. You can Once say you know. Months, hey, you don't know. Amy, Amy told me about it. You don't know. She's pretty straightforward. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's just shedding and stuff, right? Have yeah. you had a child physically out of your own body? Hey, listen, oh, but no, I, if we're going to cycle back, no pun intended, to, to the writhing around and to the theatrics and the embellishing... I know, it, right? I, I think it has something to do with with our tolerance for pain. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Men are wimps. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's time we start defending men on this podcast. You know? Yeah. Is it? Have you had a nine and a half pound baby? Amy's not I've wrong. had a really big dump. We, me <laughs> and my wife are collective. Is we. We were pregnant. We had a That one. is no, no. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I get a cold. I'm down for a week in bed. Accurate. Yeah, the only thing pregnant on this podcast are the pauses yeah. uh, that Jimmy Brennan comes up with when he's asked a question about my Is he still there, by the way? Oh, he is. There he is. Okay. Hello. <laughs> there he is. Uh, what was Amy talking about? Amy, did like was that was that people in like in her hometown asking her about? Yeah, the I think I think yeah, everywhere. I, you know, it I think it's a very North American view that, um, and that's part of the there's. I mean, we always make fun of the Americans for thinking, you know, um, oh, soccer's not a very big sport mm-hmm. and not really being aware of how it kind of is globally. Mm-hmm. And but I think we're we're guilty of that in Canada too. get very much in our, you know, hockey bubble or whatever and not really recognizing um, the, the, the global Nobody popularity else gives of the sport. What's that? Nobody else gives a shit. Well, that's like the feel. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the feeling. Nobody and below the tropic of uh, cancer gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the that's I think that disconnect where like the Olympic Games is put up there because, um, you know, every sport gets in and 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 there's 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 for, I'm not actually even really sure why we kind of value that more, but I think it's just a lack of recognition of like the global popularity of the sport that as Canadians, we are also guilty of. You know, I do find when we do mention menstruation on this podcast, we, we say, Oh yeah, we're open to it. We talk about it, but we always find humor in it because it's so uncomfortable talking about it. <laughs> Let's be honest, fellas. You find anyway. humor in it, do you? <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> yes. Well, I was about to say you're on you your own because I don't find any humor in it. Yeah, oh, really, really. He's googling it. 
What's, <laughs> what, what is one of Googling? What is Men's menstruation? No, I'm, te- right I'm texting Don't Sharms. Don't man. I'm texting you, Sharms to wrap Claire's episode. Is oh, what I'm God saying. Claire has spoken enough. I have not. You are quite enough, Claire. I'm silencing you. You're silencing you. No, Sharms and I have to dump so uh you yeah. gotta wrap it soon that's all but claire i, I suspect the uh the, the the fan base will be adamant that you must come back on the yes. show and you'll be one of our most popular guests already because well really amy is <laughs> and was and look what happened there so i'm not confident so i remember much. anything i've said so far because it's uh early and yesterday was busy but yeah we have to is. tell that story you just came off of a how long of a shift at the hospital I mean, it was technically 12, but it ended up being like 14. Um, really? Was it an incident? No, it's just you have Wouldn't to. Wouldn't want to get you at the end of the day. Nobody's. Yeah, I'm really fun then. <laughs> I'm I'm so much nicer. Um, <laughs> no, it's just it, it never ends when it ends, right? So. Um, Is that ER? You're in ER. You? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No table saws. What, what? Oh, nobody yeah? nobody could take care of their fingers yesterday oh, dear. everybody really? just had yeah it was speaking just... of the saudi tourism board <laughs> yeah. bone sauce yeah. for craig do you get back to salt spring island very often i live on salt spring craig salt you spring li- salt spring outside no fucking shit yeah well you're obviously you're not working on salt spring are you yes oh my god how big is Salt Spring Island? There's like five people live there. There's like twelve thousand who live here. Where the fuck is that? Salt so Spring it's Island. a little island between Victoria and Vancouver, and we like to think of ourselves. You think Toronto thinks of itself as the center of the universe? Um, so does Jimmy. We, yeah. Really? No. I mean, when I was there, that's kind of how it felt. Um, but yeah, so we are we we we're a little island, and there are people that live here. It's spectacular. Hmm. It's, it's in the Salt Spring. Salt Spring, Salt Spring Island. Island. Yeah, I grew Salt up Park here. Park. It's not that weird. It's yeah. it's that weird, but I'm used to it. Yeah, mom and dad are uh, well. They're hippies, I would say. So my parents bought a five acre. <laughs> no, I just let me go through my life history. It's not going to take no, that long. Just, this, is, this is crazy. No, it's correct. Okay, we have to get out now. We're rushing. Are your parents? Where do you have to be? My parents still live here. They bought a five acre lot of land in 1982, and they built a house, and we lived in a tent for a little while. Just your parents hippies and a caravan. Do you want me to like? I can go. I can call them. They can jump on. Next on the pod are Claire's parents. Yes. Oh, you would love oh, of course my mom's would. commentary is she's yes, very Claire you think I'm blunt. Tweets what her mom's saying during matches and it's brilliant. Yeah. You think I'm blunt. My mom just will send me messages like this player, not fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we, we have to go. Um, Claire, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome. Um, fun. You, you fit right in. We haven't got much time for footy picks here, but we'll get I'll just throw one odd out to you. Uh, Canada Curacao course playing saturday 9 p.m eastern uh canada's at plus 650 which means they're big favorites curacao minus 250 the draws at plus 310 now i know craig is very concerned about this one as as he, he mentioned on the dark web very quickly like literally craig um, why am i saying very quickly you got 15 <laughs> seconds to, to, to explain why you're concerned about curacao well, they, 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 most of them are born in, in Holland. You know, they're, they're from the Netherlands. And most of them have played it in, in, for Holland at underage youth tournament, uh, tournaments. Um, so 
they're they're not pushovers. They play lower divisions mostly. They've been around, but they have some decent players. I like to know. I don't know what the pitch looks like, but if it's all chopped up and it's really bobbly, this could be a little harder than we think. But um, we obviously have the class to beat them heavily. But you guys know it's late playing down there. We it's bobbly pitches and. It can be quite a leveler. So anyway, don't ask, don't ask questions. <laughs> if you guys have any more, why don't you ask him a question childhood. and think yeah. it's only going to be fifteen? So, seconds. Amy, when you first got your period, <laughs> what was? <laughs> Where are you? That's right. Tell me about that first time, and were you embarrassed? Holy. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> All I right, we're cry. out of time. Listen, thank you to North Star Bets for give us a, giving us those odds for the Canada Carousel match. Uh, lots of football this weekend. That game you can find on Fubo TV com as well as footy prime the podcast has been an hour in hope you enjoyed it i'm sure you enjoyed claire and amy's part the rest of us well that's to be debated until next time keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening thanks claire that was awesome thank you thanks claire Claire. thanks it was so fun you know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime. And on Instagram at footy prime IG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market